0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 2020 Christian Publishing Online Summit. This webinar series features 12 acquisition editors and publishing industry executives from a variety of Christian publishing houses, all discussing various aspects of writing and getting published. The live webinars take place through the end of the month, but the recordings will be available on the Writing for your Life website uh, afterwards. So before I introduce our guest speaker, I want to let you know that you can ask questions through the chat feature of the Zoom webinar. Just type in your questions, and we'll get to as many of them as we can. So today, our guest speaker is our great friend Joyce Dinkins. Joyce is a publishing leader with Our Daily Bread Ministries, a Christian non-denominational nonprofit. After two years executing editorial for the Our Daily Bread devotional, Joyce now directs a publishing board that develops partnerships, provides publishing services, and develops products for diverse African-American entities and audiences, as well as for general markets. Joyce collaborates to acquire authors and other publishing talent for special editions of Our Daily Bread, for books published by Our Daily Bread Publishing, and collaborates in content development for other ODBM channels. Before joining ODBM in 2015, she dedicated nine years as New Hope Publishers Managing Editor, four years as a NAP Press Editor, and 13 years as a David C. Cook Editor. And Joyce's freelance work includes projects for a dozen more Christian publishers since 1995. So she's very busy and very productive. You can take that away from from all of that. After beginning her professional career as an NBC TV news writer, she was a copywriter for the Chicago Tribune and created corporate communications for many years. So um, since 2005, Joyce has also enjoyed membership in the Academy of Christian Editors. And so... um, We can ask her more about that uh, in a few moments as well. Um, By collaborating in a range of publishing conferences, she enjoys sharing her enthusiasm and experience. And Joyce has been an amazing partner uh, with us on many fronts, and I'm so very glad to have her with us here today. So welcome, Joyce.
1: Thank you very much, Brian. What a wonderful introduction, and uh, I'm very thankful to um, you and to writing for your life and publishing in color and all that you're doing through this uh, series of webinars. I think it's outstanding and I admire all the other presentations that I've seen. Again uh, I've given some thought to what I want to share with you. I also want to receive uh, anything that you think would help and be more encouraging to you. Uh, Let me open uh, with um, a piece of writing that uh, makes me say, wow. And uh, it's written by James uh, Weldon Johnson, and um, the score for this piece of music, Lift Every Voice and Sing, uh, is by Johnson's brother, John R. Johnson. Lift every voice and sing, till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies, of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. Now, when I hear that song, uh, when I read that poetry, that rhyme, uh, I say, wow. So what is it that makes for wow content? And are you a writer who makes readers exclaim when they read your content, wow? If not, while then maybe I really enjoyed that um, or I learned something new from that. How do we create great content? I think a key ingredient is encouragement. So where do we receive encouragement? Um, now, when I was uh, a little kid, my mother used to hold me in her lap and read fairy tales to me. And she would save all of my school papers. This, in fact, is something from, I think, grade two, long time ago. And um, in this paper, I wrote spelled words, put them into sentences, and my mother encouraged me. And that encouragement birthed in me a desire to write. So I would say that I still, as an editor, try to encourage writers uh, to um, choose words, to devise sentences, to uh, create, and to collaborate with them in a way that helps uh, them to produce wild content. Where and how did we get the mind to write? In- first place. As I said, my mom encouraged me, my dad did as well, my teachers, Um, but I believe great writing can come from a gifted individual, but I sincerely lean toward the idea that writers are compelled by a creativity that God has placed in us. Beyond imagination, a love of language, and sharing stories with others, Writers have a satisfaction in the process of creating. We are alive in who we are, and we are changed. And we realize that what we have been given allows us to change others, to give to others some writing. Writing requires motivation, to be open to think and imagine and share. But beyond imagination, writing requires a persistence in working through the writing process to create and to do so while attempting to meet deadlines, respond to critique. We need to commit to recreating our content, reconsidering what it is that we've written, how to improve the words that we've shared and how we've constructed them. And the impact, we need to consider the impact of our words on others. So critique improves our writing. Now, critique requires us to press, to press and to practice and to polish and to produce. I want to read to you a couple of quotes from Illinois uh, Poet Laureate, Gwendolyn Brooks, Poets Primer. And Gwendolyn wrote, Write about what you know. Let yourself remember occurrences, incidents, experiences in your own life, and then the lives adjacent to yours that made you feel happy, unhappy, angry, joyous, curious, frightened, apprehensive, suspicious, affectionate, meditative, precious, rejected, vital sleepy-hearted and then she goes on keep a journal in it write down anything that stirs you impresses you there are a lot of more um, more tips that gwendolyn provides and many different resources provide for writing i'm going to show you a list of those resources at the end of this uh, webinar but the goal of the writer is to Um, develop their content in a way that is real to the writer, real to your life, and at the same time inspires others. And that's a favorite friend, inspiration. Uh, I love when inspiration activates me. I'm willing to do all of the hard work of writing when inspiration visits. So where do we get inspiration for writing? I have a small prayer room in my home and I go there. I went there this morning. I quiet myself and I humble my own voice in prayer. And I listen for inspiration from God. There's a country road and um, there are trails to quiet back woods where I live. And I walk those roads. And trails in the quietness and I ponder life and I ponder the decades of God's grace toward my life and my family my community in the acres of forests I hear the wind and when I do I hear Almighty God speak to my heart and God encourages me to write he plants an idea Beyond my office desk here, there's a window, and the birds gather here because they know that they can feed here. They know that they will find what will sustain them. All sorts of birds, red birds, black birds, uh, blue birds, and animals that travel through the woods here and lay down in bed. This is an environment that feeds them. And there are environments that feed us as writers. I have a couch. It's a conducive environment for inspiration to work on me. It nurtures and sparks mental readiness and a creative flow. So I'd ask you, consider, even share with the uh, webinar, what environment nurtures your creativity? Do you know? What feeds you? Is there a certain time of day, a place, a practice that helps you? Maybe it's in the morning or at night. Maybe it's during the sunshine of the day or a storm. Does God prompt you after a jog on the beach or a stroll through the woods? Do you find inspiration when you're in an office chair, sitting at a desk like I am right now? or? in an easy chair on the front porch? Is there a table where you enjoy a cup of your favorite smelling coffee and a sweet scone with fruit? An environment of inspiration helps us to trust in and live in our abilities to be writers. And writing that reflects that trust, that nurturing and inspiration produces fruit in it for us and for others. Maybe it's first thing in the morning when everyone in the family is asleep and you listen with expectancy to the Lord while you're still lying down with your eyes closed and you're praying. Maybe you experience inspiration when you pray with others. I know I do. I pray with all my writers before we start the work. Or maybe when you listen to countries, bluegrass, or classic music, or jazz, or gospel, or when you yourself sing. I love to sing. It inspires me. So I was talking about squirreling away ideas. Of uh, Sometimes we have an idea, we're not quite ready to write about it. So it's a great um, tactic to file those ideas away for later. And when God reignites the writing passion, uh, inspiration, we're ready at another time. And we still have, um, as Gwendolyn Brooks mentioned, uh, kept a journal or kept a record of that, those ideas. Because it's been said you can't write what you don't know, what you have not experienced, or thoroughly studied and learned. Um, you, you can record ideas with your iPhone or a pad or stickies uh, and post them on the wall, but it's good to scroll away and hold on to the observations and meaningful conversations with people that uh, are inspiring uh, to you and, and can inspire others. For while writing, consider the hows and wheres of how you invite inspiration. Who are your muses? what relationships nurture your writing practice, Uh, what relationships may quench your writing, or what um, emotions may quench your writing, and monitor those. Who are the fellow writers, editors, and friends who inspire you? Now, I love children's picture books, and I hoard them, and I also love history books and more. But my favorite book of all the books I love to read is the Bible. It definitely um, inspires me to write, and um, I wanted to share with you a writing prompt to encourage you that after you retreat, get some rest, and you um, have some inspiration, that you take a look at these four questions and. Uh, Brian, if I need to, I'll send these to you for, uh, for your records. But what is God? Read some scripture. That's, that's the starting point. Read some scripture. And then ask yourself, what is God talking about in the Bible verses I just read? That's question number one. What is God talking about? Uh, what is one observation that I can make um, from these verses that's relevant to my life right now. What can I learn and apply as a result of reading the verses? How might I share with others what God has revealed to me? Just those, a, a little retreat, reading scripture, and answering those four questions Doing that and writing that down provides you with the skeleton, the basis for an inspired devotional piece
0: um, so, question there is a question that came in up um, about. Could you repeat the four
1: questions, please? Yes, what the exercise involves is uh, reading scripture, and you know it doesn't matter what scripture you want to choose. It could be from your daily devotion, um, a favorite scripture of yours. But, you know, I would challenge you to take an unfamiliar passage uh, and then take some time, get comfortable, get in a, a mind to write, grab your journal or whatever you want, your, your iPhone, um, and record responses to. what is God talking about in the Bible verses I just read? And you, you know whether or not you want to do some studying about that, not suggesting you do intensive study at this point. Just what is the impression that God is making on you from the Bible verses you just read? The next question is, what is one observation relevant to the verses uh, relevant to your life right now? What is one observation relevant to my life right now? The third question is, what can I learn and apply as a result of reading these verses? And the final question is, how might I share with others what God has revealed to me? And I believe that if Uh, you go through that activity. You have the skeleton of the basis for an inspired devotional piece. Um, That's an activity that the Lord gave to me when I was doing a a seminar, uh, a retreat in, um, in Palm Beach last year. And I woke one morning and God laid that on my heart and I Um, shared it, and it seemed to resonate with people. I hope that it works for you as well. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Our Daily Bread Ministries uh, and the environment there. As an executive editor there, I am so privileged to work with a mission that motivates me and a vision that provides an environment for what I consider to be wow content. You know, people uh, globally, uh, I think it's 150 nations that we, um, that we reach, and we have um, uh, more than 35 uh, partner offices globally. And um, we publish in, and this is just God's work, more than 55 languages, the devotional, Content that's estimated to reach 60 million people annually. But individuals write to us and um, comment, uh, make comments, and we receive the editors receive these comments. Um, all of the writers and editors receive the comments on a monthly basis, and we read things such as, "How did you know?" Um, Or how do you know every day exactly uh, to provide me with exactly what I need for my day? Um, We hear comments like, thank you so much for this devotional on forgiveness today. It's changed my relationship with uh, my spouse, my friend. So, to me, that's wild content. The, the mission of our Daily Bread Ministries is to make the life-changing wisdom of the Bible understandable and accessible to all. And the vision is to see each person we reach in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ growing to be more like him and then serving others in a local body, wherever that is in the world. And whether it's through our daily devotions in print um, or through special editions uh, in print or we have digital uh, devotions, obviously, and we have devotional films, um, daily devotional films and longer, uh, lengthier films, whether it's through our Discovery Series, uh, our Daily Bread publishing books, such as Oswald Chambers' collection and other collections, Orthy Voice's collection, which is the, um, the, the line of, of, and the area that I um, execute. We're seeking to encourage people in a personal relationship with Christ. And for me, that's the environment that feeds uh, what we produce. Um, so, Let me go further. I'll show you a few samples of that work towards the end that we do in Our Daily Bread. Um, But oftentimes what I do in working with writers uh, at conferences like Brian's and others uh, through the Evangelical Christian Publishing Association is I uh, pray with authors, potential authors, and I ask them to write a devotional sample. And that is a wonderful uh, entry into um, potentially writing for our Daily Bread. We do acquire authors that way. We also primarily acquire authors through uh, agents and um, through um, uh, unsolicited uh, manuscripts. But uh, if I meet you at a conference at one of the publishing color conferences or a writing for your life or whatever conference and we have 15 or 20 minutes to share Um, and you've written something based upon those four questions, a skeleton, that's the way for us to enter into a collaboration uh, toward the possibility of your writing something that can be published at Our Daily Bread. Um, We believe at Our Daily Bread I believe that God inspires great content I believe that um, through prayer and uh, connecting with the Lord um, that we can listen to him and uh, place ourselves in a position to be motivated by him to write and that our writing can change lives I hope that you uh, find this scripture and other scriptures motivational for you to be spirit led. Uh, we are spirit led. We um, everything that we do at our daily bread, everything that I do as an editor, uh, begins with prayer, and it's rooted in scripture. And again, that um, mission to make the word of God accessible to people um, so that in their personal relationship with Christ they can grow and also uh, help others and serve others. It is true that uh, writing, your writing, can change not only you and uh, provide you with a great deal of enjoyment, but it can change the world. Uh, when we consider the writers of the Holy Scriptures who were inspired by God, uh, the Bible is the most popular book in the world, and it's continuing to um, tell the stories of Christ, uh, tell the stories of his followers, men and women and children, and um, to change change worlds, uh, to change the, the lives of others in the world. Um, so in our mind, while content, inspired content, it reflects scriptural wisdom, it provides concrete, concrete examples of truth, it selects specific applicable scriptures, um, points those out to readers and provides um, elaboration that aligns with sound Christian doctrine, Christ-centered doctrine, um, and that shares authors' personal responses to the biblical truth. Uh, You'll see in these bullets, um, as you refer back to those four questions, uh, a, a repetition of reflecting on scripture and then sharing how it has an impact on you your life and what you can learn from it and then how you can share and have an impact uh, on others Um, so we like to see personal responses to biblical truth and we like to encourage our readers to have personal responses to the truth Uh, clear writing clarity is um, something we want to take about 10, 15 minutes to talk about. I have a a book here, uh, The Chicago Manual of Style, that is just one of the resources that helps us to uh, provide clear writing. I'd like to say that uh, writers of a, are of a great um, help to us if they study what they want to write about it, know it, experience it, and then in a thoughtful and thorough way, in a tried and tested way, provide it to readers, and provide it to readers so that they have uh, takeaways. There are a lot of tools to use in order to achieve this, Um, but I still would like to begin with Scripture. I would read to you uh, and encourage you to stay in Scripture uh, as you write as you consider writing for Our Daily Bread. Uh, That is the core of who we are and what we do. Um, I want to read to you just one of these, but if you want to jot these scriptures down or look in your own uh, Bible and your concordance and and look at the ways that God speaks uh, to us. Um, In Psalm 63, Verse 6, the writer, after praising God, uh, says, I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. I think that God's inspiration for us is readily available, um, not necess- always necessarily when we're reading the word, but even when we're asleep. If we're in relationship with the Lord, We can hear him uh, when we're sleeping, when we awake in the morning, uh, when we're praying, when we're praying with others. We can hear him in a crowd of people just uh, while we're people watching. And um, the Holy Spirit brings all things to our remembrance. The Holy Spirit will bring applicable words and um, opportunities for us to uh, flesh out Um, stories that are fruitful for us and fruitful for others. Um, So, again, Scripture is uh, foundational um, for me personally and for us at Our Daily Bread, and I think it is foundational for any Christian writer, any spiritual writer. Um, Regarding clarity and the different tools that editors use, we have rules that we keep. And we like to see our writers keep these rules too. But we recognize that it's our job to serve writers in helping uh, to remind of rules. And as writers um, uh, present material to us, I I like to share that uh, the, the posture of the editor is this, so that writers understand uh, the editors, uh, particularly book editors, read millions of words. A 50,000 word manuscript times 10 books in a season is a half million words. I think I've got that right, yeah. And if the editor is reading those manuscripts not once but through several passes with editing, it is... Um, Great to be able to read words that um, follow, um, that are organized and that um, um, are polished. And so, for clarity uh, of reading, so that the manuscript the editor is reading uh, is one that where the editor says, "Wow, great writing!" There's some big issues and some little issues. So we're going to switch now really from the uh, posture of t- talking about uh, inspiration and encouragement and musing and a comfortable couch and talk about some of the um, bottom line hardcore issues to polish your content. And in polishing your content, uh, this goes back to the idea that uh, writing is work uh i don't know sometimes i i might appear to be fanatical to my family members but i really enjoy polishing content to uh have it to be the uh achieve the excellence that uh it can have so let's talk about just um some of the big issues that writers can uh look out for revision and polishing is um Inspired as well, uh, and uh, be your first editor. Uh, be your first. Uh, be the first one to collaborate. Reach out to uh, others and share your content. I have a friend uh, at work, Tim, and Tim says, "Get it out on the page," and I think that that is uh, important. We we begin and then we revise and we and we polish and we collaborate. This is key for us as writers who publish. Now if we're just writing for ourselves in a journal that we're never going to share with anyone, maybe bequeath to our children or, that's one thing. But if we're writing for publication we need to um, be editors ourselves first and collaborators with other editors. Some big writing issues um, one of the biggest is for, for, for me and for us is scripture used out of context. So when a writer is making a point and uses a a parenthetical adds a scripture reference, uh, the reference should match the, uh, what the, what the writer has posited, what the, uh, writer has stated, uh, it should be relevant and applicable, um, when scripture is used out of context, that is a warning sign of that the rest of the material is um, potentially suspect. And so very important to check your scripture to make sure your scripture references are, in fact, in your document. Um, missing an incorrect scripture reference, an example of that would be where you've posited something. Um, and really need to provide a reference for, it, and there isn't none provided. Uh, you've not provided one. So the other no-no is to provide the wrong reference for, um, for what you've stated. Uh, we look for content in whether it's a short-form devotional of only 200-plus uh, words or a... Um, 120,000-word uh, novel. We don't uh, publish novels presently at Our Daily Bread, but I've edited a number of them. And uh, when there's no transformative content, no inspiration, no uh, experience for the reader, uh, that's problematic for us. I want to read content that, whether it's a uh, history history book or uh, a devotional that spurs me to think, to, uh, to have emotions, to act. Um, an incomplete manuscript. Um, if a writer contracts for a 50,000-word work, work and then provides a 25,000-word manuscript, that's a problem because it's obviously incomplete or wrong word count uh, if a manuscript is supposed to be 50,000 words and has been specified as such and there's a lot of reason why uh, that that um, specification is important uh, one of which is the size of the book the amount of paper that will be used etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, if it's an audiobook the time that it will take to record it but if it comes in uh, instead of at 50,000 words, at 75,000 words, that means someone has to remove approximately twenty to 25,000 words from the content. And so um, that is really the work of the writer who has initiated the content. Editors can help, but uh, professional writers write to the correct word count. Very important... Um, now, when I started in Christian publishing decades ago, um, this was important, but it has become increasingly important as research has continued to show, and you'll see some of the sources there for some good research on diverse audiences. But research has continued to show that uh, uh, readers today are diverse. Uh, for Our Daily Bread, which is a global ministry, obviously, We know we're reaching a diversity of readers. But for any individual writer, I would encourage you to read the research on your audience that you're writing for, whatever content it is that you're writing, and uh, understand their diversity. Millennial readers and viewers in Generation Z, um, some describe it as the browning of audiences. They are diverse. They include greater percentages of people of color. They are multi-ethnic. And this has an impact on uh, everything from topic to um, so much more offensive content that might uh, concern uh, your audience. Uh, this, This is important to consider. Preaching narratives um, you know we go to church or we listen online to a sermon, but when we pick up a narrative uh, we don 't necessarily want to be preached at. the reader wants to engage with the content, and preaching us tends to distract us from the uh, content. Too many voices other than the authors, I picked up an example of um, Uh, Dr. King's uh, book, uh, well, it's edited by um, uh, James Washington, but it's A Testament of Hope, The Essential Writings and Speeches of Martin Luther King, Jr. And just to keep it very simple, if I were to open this book and find that Dr. King has quoted, you know, 50% of his content is from Gandhi, well, I can get a book and read um, something that's written by Gandhi. I don't need that in in Dr. King's book. So that's kind of a hyperbolic uh, example. But when we use too many other voices than our own, uh, with too many quotes and too many interjections, then uh, that can be problematic. Um, I'm going to speed through this list for sake of time and – uh, provide this to Brian so that uh, you can have it uh, uh, as a record uh, from his site uh, because we've got about five minutes left I believe uh, but you see here some of the major issues the bottom line is to prepare yourself and use the tools that are available to you and through collaboration uh, and consultation with others Uh, to polish the major issues in your writing before delivering the manuscript, um, even a draft to the editor. Do your homework. Do the hard work. Now, the smaller issues, uh, I'll speed through these, but these are telltale signs to me that a writer needs to do more work on their content when I see excessive use of italics. No adherence to the uh, publisher's house style for scripture references, whether they should be abbreviated or I'll see a mix of abbreviated references and then references spelled out. And so there's a sloppiness there. Overuse of exclamation marks tells me it's um, a novice writer. Uh, It's a telltale sign you want to avoid in your manuscripts. Also boldface type in all caps two spaces in between sentences is old school. It's one too many. Incomplete incomplete sentences, overuse of ellipses and em dashes, wordiness. I struggle with wordiness myself, Uh, but polishing helps me to um, uh, remove some of that. And there are different ways to remove it with removing which, that, and of uh. the, these are some other um, bullets, and for sake of time, I'll let uh, Brian share these on his website uh, for you. But I want to close by saying that um, if you research your audience and their needs and their wants, and you keep them in mind. Uh, as you muse, you can make them muse. As you remember God, they'll see Him. As as you love your uh, audience. Uh, they will love your content as you challenge your audience with biblical views, uh, and offer solutions. You can change, uh, lives. There's some resources for you and Brian, we have a couple of minutes. If you uh, have some additional questions.
0: Sure. So, so thank you so much, Joyce. This was really uh, useful. And, um, I can definitely, um, get, uh, the copies of your slides uh, posted to the website so that people can uh, you know, download them later on. That, that'd that be wonderful.
1: Okay, great.
0: So maybe um, just switching gears a little bit, just from a practical perspective for folks who have not uh, worked with our daily bread ministries before, what kind of suggestions do you have for them to how they approach you all?
1: Well, I, I think the most Um, important first step is to understand, regardless of whether it's Our Daily Bread or someone else, who the publisher is. I've shared with you our uh, mission, I've shared with you our vision, but I would encourage you to go to um, uh, our app uh, or to our website. Um, You know, we give away the vast majority of our content and look at what it is that we publish. And uh, ask for free samples. I, I'm going to hold up a few items. Of course, you can get these in digital format, but, you know, you can get a monthly or a quarterly devotional. And and I, again, uh, would say that writing a devotional, a trial sale devotional, is a great way to introduce yourself to Our Daily Bread and to me as an editor. And um, I'll be at Brian's uh, conferences, uh, other conferences, and if we have 15, 20 minutes, a half hour, or can share a meal together, we can exchange and talk about who you are, and you can introduce yourself. Uh, I love serving writers. I love listening to your stories. And then you can uh, 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 provide a sample. That short sample allows you to introduce yourself to me as a writer, allows me to see where you are as a writer, and to begin a dialogue, a collaboration. Um, There are, I think, about 30 writers. Uh, I don't know how well you can see this uh, Old Freedom Special Edition, but um, most of these are newer writers who met on that basis uh, and, and we acquired them and contracted them for work. Uh,
0: I, I recognize that book cover because I know that there are several of our alumni from our conferences that have uh, pieces in there. So thank you for that.
1: Yes, we uh, work with many different voices, uh, through voices at uh, Our Daily Bread and the Voices Collection. We work with experienced professional writers and I love to encourage and mentor younger writers. And in fact, I'm looking for some younger writers right now for uh, more of a peer-to-peer format. Um, There's another special edition marching forward that includes uh, some younger writers um, and uh, their HBCU stories, historically black colleges and universities. There's such a variety of what our daily bread provides um, discovery series uh, is a um, topical a series of topical theological works for lay persons um, explore our resources, our books through our daily bread publishing uh, our children 's books, um, our daily bread for kids uh, collection, our voices collection uh, on amazon and um, and and elsewhere, and see what it is. That we produce, and then connect with me at a conference. Um, And and, uh, if you're agented, you can connect with us through your agent, and uh, they know us and what we're looking for, and would be happy to, um, I'm sure, uh, point you uh, in our direction if, if it's a good fit. Does that help, Brian?
0: Yes, that's absolutely very helpful, and let me just also, you know, reiterate how open the Joyce is uh, and, and Our Daily Bread Ministries toward, um, toward new writers and diverse writers, and, um, you know, having the, uh, you know, I'll use the term baby steps, right, you know, there are many opportunities for shorter pieces that are not a full book, right, that Our Daily Bread offers that are really wonderful stepping stones. You know, um, I mean, they're wonderful in and of themselves, but also, you know, they can lead to bigger bigger things possibly. So I just yeah. think it's wonderful to have an on-ramp like that.
1: It, it is an on-ramp, and it does create a pipeline for us. And I'm grateful to say that through voices and our work at conferences, a variety of them, uh, that we've been able to um, gather the names and of... of of hundreds of new writers, and uh, to in fact uh, publish uh, devotional compilations that include more than 100 uh, writers of color. Uh, I don't exclude, so I also include uh, writers of all colors in our content and uh, seek to to do that. But I do have a focus on including those writers who have been, uh, as the industry recognizes, underrepresented uh, voices in Christian publishing. And so that is a focus for us and I delight in that uh, doing that um, because it does represent exactly who our daily bread ministries is. Uh, It's a global publisher uh, wanting to make life's uh, life changing wisdom uh, that God provides accessible to everyone. Uh, I do want to warn you that that short form can be deceiving. Uh, It does take, Uh, some polishing and rewriting and revision, but in the process of doing so uh, with collaboration, with the inspiration that God gives you, you can write a great devotional. And I've given you already uh, four questions that can help you begin. So Brian, uh, anything else that anyone has asked or no, United. I think that,
0: that uh, Joyce, I, you know, just want to again say thank you so much. Uh, you know, Joyce is one of the most highly respected uh, editors and publishing industry executives in our industry. And so um, I would just thank her for being so open and taking the time to um, do this webinar with us and for all of the wonderful work that she does for writers. So so thank you so much, Joyce.
1: Do you mind if I close in a prayer for please, the writers? Please, please. Okay. All right. Uh, Headley, five I thank you um, for this privilege. God, I thank you for the gifts that come from you. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. And I thank you, God, that um, we are able, by the power of your spirit, and through um, community with other writers and editors, marketers, through all of those who contribute to spreading your word, we are able to bring glory and honor to your name. I thank you and I praise you. And I ask that you'd be with each writer, that they would find that environment for writing and that they would receive your inspiration and that they would do the hard work in collaboration with others so that they can be changed in have an impact and influence on others.